1: Washington
2: Football Nation. What is up? What is going on? This is hot. You know, it doesn't have the uh, exact same ring to it, but it's okay. It's temporary. <laughs> you know, it's not bad. It just doesn't roll off the tongue the same way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It's going to definitely take some getting used to it.
2: Yeah, but that's what we are now officially. We are the Washington Football Team. That is our name. That is our title. We are. Officially, no longer the Washington Redskins, and that's crazy. That's insane, Tay. Yeah,
1: it's, it's definitely crazy, but it's definitely. Uh, i i like, I texted you earlier today and said I'm warming up to it. And someone mentioned earlier that it kind of brings. I think it was Ryan Kerrigan in his interview with Julie Do- Julie Donaldson talking about how um, it brings everybody in the in the in the city together as in as in one. So it's like a Washington you know we can just say hey we're washington we're the washington football team it's kind of growing on me i'm trying not to be uh mm-hmm. too optimistic cuz i really <laughs> like red wolves yeah but uh washington i mean hey we're we're, we're representing the nation's capital i mean yeah. if we win a couple ball games it may stick i mean the jerseys look nice the helmets i'm i'm really starting to come come around to it <laughs> so
3: so you're it's you're, scary, thinking, but... you're
2: almost <laughs> thinking permanent i i'm not there yet uh i'm still it's like i'm fine with it i don't hate it but uh i don't know it just feels like something is kind of missing to me it's I kind know. of boring I guess. like it's boring it's kind of boring and dry it, it does it is it's dc it's washington it is yeah, kind of washington like that
1: washington like, is potent like you just you know i'm from washington <laughs> you know that washington <laughs> yeah is
2: tough bro it's <laughs> just so we i don't know i <laughs> i'm not saying i'd be mad but it hasn't grown on me in terms of permanent yet Right. i tell you what if they win something though. Then yeah, then I would say a Washington football team for life, one hundred percent. It'll be interesting to see how it changes over the. If if they're terrible, everyone's gonna want it to change. If they're right, somehow good, everyone's gonna want it to stay. So I mean, it's a trial run kind of. But we are the Washington football team. We are, and you have to you have to change the way you like say it, like and the way you tweet it and stuff. You know, like yeah, I don't know. It's how instead of how how are the Redskins gonna be? It's how. Is Washington gonna be? You know. Yeah. How is Washington? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm not when we when we tweet though. I'm not saying how is the Washington football team gonna be or something like that. You know. I just say Washington. It's a lot. It's a lot to type out. There's not enough characters. But for sure, uh, for sure. But we're not mad though. We are the Washington football team, and I mean, there's no point complaining about it because the name has changed, and we'll see if it changes again in the future. But I know we're both content with that, and so that's the biggest news. It's crazy going to Wikipedia and saying formerly known as the Redskins and the new logo, but it's kind of right. cool. It's kind of fresh. And then. Uh, but, the- you
1: know, and the, and the good thing about it is it it is as if they, they did think out the process, you know, the fact that they yeah. had everything mapped out, they had the jerseys ready They you know, they thought about it. So, I mean, we can't really complain. And then they are going to give the fans an opportunity to, you know, kind of get involved in a new name. So. I'm not yeah. mad with the name. I think it's a good stopgap for a year, and uh, you know we'll just see what happens. But I mean, for all those people who are complaining, I mean, get over it. It's only one year.
2: I mean, yeah, what? I <laughs> yeah, mean, and like clowning fun. it doesn't make sense to me. But I mean, it doesn't. It's,
1: like, is we're we're from Washington and we're a football. I mean, yeah,
2: and I can't really. People saying there should have been a contingency plan because you knew we were going to change the name. I I genuinely believe Dan Snyder never intended to change the name until. Maybe mid June when he started talking right. about it, I don't, I don't, I don't believe he ever had a plan in place. And so in that sense, I get it. And then you, you don't want to just pick a new name, and you can't get a new name trademarked that fast. And so there's a lot that went into it. So this was the best move I think they could make. Right. And right. so I mean, I, I'm not mad at it. I, I don't think that they messed this one up. I think they actually got this one right. 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 I think getting right. it wrong would have been saying we're going to be the Redskins this season, yeah, or yeah. just picking out a name with, uh you know just out of a hat
1: um you know the good thing about that is it is they planned that because i was looking I was listening to the dates around round they were all ten days apart. you had the third, the thirteenth, and the twenty third yeah, each yeah, I decision that. was made, so it was mm-hmm. planned you know that they, they knew that you know they knew what was coming, and um I'd rather them take their time than force something and have a a, a, a terrible logo,
3: yeah, with terrible yeah.
1: jersey. Right. There's no need to force it, and then we're scarred for honey, hundred. You know,
2: and there so was it was so close to the season, and and yeah. it, it was just it was a lot. They they got it right, simple, straight to the point. We're the Washington Football Team for 2020. It'll be yeah. a memorable year, if for nothing else, than for that, and also COVID 19. And just yeah. kind of looking forward, and we tweeted about this to uh to you know a potential permanent name. And it's getting harder and harder for me to really predict what it would be. What I will say, though, is, and like I said, we tweeted about this, I'm starting to see warriors and red tails as legitimate options a lot less, because we talked about how they're going completely away from Native American things. And then you can't pick a name with any sort of controversy. No one can be able to protest or say anything, right? Anyone can protest anything, but like seriously. Right. And so with Warriors, people have Native American groups have spoken out against that. With Red Tails, Black Lives Matter DC spoke out against that. Exactly. And so it's like, okay, Red Wolves, you've got the, you know, you'd have to work something out with Arkansas State. And past those three, you know, it's like, then then what? Right. And so it's like, what is the name really going to be? I, it's, yeah. it's, It's crazy to even, I don't know, we've talked about it so much, but it's just like, I have no idea. Yeah. and I, and burgundy and gold, I said, as a sleeper, I don't necessarily see it happening, but I could I wouldn't be surprised if they changed the name to the Washington Burgundy and Gold but, All Right, All right. But there's I'm just glad we this.
1: get rid of them yellow pants, and that yeah. They're actually, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the yellow pants, I think are history. Oh my I, goodness Ronda I, and Bruce I think Allen, the players huh? said they didn't want to wear those anymore. I think some <sighs> players said, as long as we don't have to wear the yellow pants. <laughs> So, so, so will they
1: be able to? Like, will it have to be white on burgundy? Can it, will they be able to mix it up some? Have it, you know.
2: I mean, I would better. think so. I don't, I don't really think the league. It's whatever they want to do. I think. I okay. guess, I because they only the the um, ups were only burgundy on white and white on burgundy, right? Right. I'm sure that they they could just mix them up. I just I don't know. I, hope, know we know just, white, yeah, I hope, hope we still
1: see white that white on white. Yeah, I hope
2: we see that white on white. It it should be as simple as just. Putting on the white jersey and the white pants with that, right? with that with gold. Oh, that pretty cool goodness. with the burgundy Starboard. helmet. Oh yeah, that pretty cool. Sure. Yeah, Shoot. it'll be cool to see. They they did they did well. I think they got this right. Um, and then I mean the other big news is that all the rookies got signed. I know people were kind of worried about that. It was going to happen. All just, right. You know, I think it's just waiting till the last minute. But um, all the rookies signed. Chase Young, twenty two million up front, his signing, signing. bonus, and so. It, the exciting thing about that, and watching the players walk in and, and, and greet Rivera and stuff, was just that like, okay, football is actually really about to be yeah. coming back. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but this off season, maybe just the last month, has felt so long.
1: Oh my goodness, it, it has been because I mean, technically, we've been <laughs> this off season. I mean, it started all with the Bruce Allen firing, yeah. know, the Jay Gruden firing, you know. So that's really yeah. when our Technically, our off season started, right? You know, and then yeah, Bill collins you know, went through that phase, and then the the rumblings with Mike Tomlin and the plane being in Pittsburgh. Forgot, so we were really, about that. that's, you know, it, we've it been in the really off season since process. like
2: week five. <laughs> seriously, seriously, I'm telling
3: <laughs>
1: when you, when we were
2: it's, open it's so crazy. yeah, it's so crazy, <laughs> yeah, it has. It's yeah, that is a good point, honestly, because we weren't, we were watching the games and stuff, but. Not, you know, with excitement, not with hope of anything happening. Like, we were checked out. We were watching. I mean, I know I was rooting for see who got fired. Yeah, right. To figure out who and when (laughs) was getting fired and also to see when is Dwayne going to start playing, you know.
1: Right, right, yeah, right. So,
2: that is a good point.
1: And Terry McLaren, too. Right, right,
2: exactly. (laughs) So, it's like, now we're actually going into new football. And so obviously the report with the Marlins and 14 players getting it. I think it looks bad, but I hope that that, and I think it kind of already has changed some guidelines. I was just reading the league made some minor tweaks. I hope that that serves as a warning to the players um, about, and and it's not just the players, but everyone, players, the staff, the coaches, everyone in the building about how like vigilant you have to be. If you want a season to happen, I think it was, I don't remember who it was a player on, um, Oh, Jamie Collins was saying that, you know, they're really going to talk to the younger guys. They're not going to tell them how to live their lives, but they're going to tell them don't do anything that messes with our money. Because there's a no play, no pay clause, I guess, in the Mm -hmm. agreement that if the season gets canceled, the players are not getting paid. Wow. So I hope that they take that seriously.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for real. For real.
2: So it'll, it'll, I'm staying confident. I'm staying hopeful that the season will happen, that it'll start that you won't have the outbreaks like that. You know, some people will get it. But, um, but yeah, man, we need football. It, it's, it's, it's good for our mental health, honestly. Like, seriously, I believe it's good for our mental health to have football to watch this offseason. So yeah. that's, I think, we should have said this at the beginning, Tay. But uh, <laughs> this episode uh, is, is our interview with Nikki Javala with the Washington Post. All right. uh, she just recently joined the Washington Beat. Uh, and it's kind of funny because we were interviewing her as she was driving to D.C. to officially start covering the team. But um, it was a good conversation. It was cool because she's, she's covered the Broncos for years now. And when Jack Rio was a defensive coordinator, when he was with Von yeah. Miller, when they won the Super Bowl with their defense. And so we kind of so talked hard. about some of the similarities – with uh, some of the talent on this defense she enjoys talking defense and and then just uh her walking into this organization and whatnot it was a good conversation she covers for the washington post work for the athletic new York times um sports illustrated i think so yeah i think do you have anything else before we go to the interview tay
1: no i just i really i really liked her she was uh yeah. nikki was a was it was a fun it was a fun interview and uh she likes defense and I love defense. And uh, it was, it was interesting to see her compare, you know, uh, the likes of, of Chase Young and, and Vaughn Miller and also how, how well she talked about Jack Del Rio. And I, and I, I even forgot that Jack Del Rio was a defensive coordinator, was a defensive coordinator. And, I mean, obviously I knew he coached Von Miller, but I forgot all about it. And she got yeah. to um, tell us about, you know, that relationship and, she got to talk about the personalities, you know, and, and all that stuff about the defense. So I'm hoping that 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 defense follows her, you know, here <laughs> right, to Washington. Right,
2: right. Yeah, she said that uh, – well, you'll find out. But she said bad stuff yeah. typically happens when she joins. But then the Broncos won Super Bowl. So, so yeah, we're going to go ahead, go to our episode – I mean, our interview with Nikki. And um, our next episode after this one is going to be a special edition of Tay versus Todd – For once, we won't agree because we agree on pretty much everything, Tay. But we're going to be battling it out, offense versus defense. Which one we think will improve the most? Which one we think will rank higher statistically at the end of 2020? So you'll want to check that out next episode. Right now, we're going to go to our uh, interview with Nikki with the Washington Post. Well, welcome, Nikki Javala with the Washington Post. Uh, pretty new to the D.C. area and this team. Thank you for joining us.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. Um, we have just a few questions. For one, we wanted to invite you on because uh, I guess you're you're joining this team now and this organization covering it, and we wanted to have a chance to meet you and to give. Uh, fans and followers of yourself to have a chance to meet you and hear from you and so I think it'll be pretty cool so we're going to get right into it basically first question I had for you is just a just a bit of backstory how your background in in journalism and then sports journalism and then how you I know you've been at multiple I guess publications Sports Illustrated Washington Post Mm -hmm. New York Times so just a bit about that and then how you ended up here in Washington
0: yeah, so I I grew up in North Carolina and I I went to Chapel Hill for school. Um I originally thought I was going to study medicine and then I realized that was really hard. <laughs> so I switched to journalism and that was that was a probably one of the best decisions I made. Um I had a professor who was a former sports illustrated writer Tim Crothers. He um covered the ACC quite a bit for SI um, so I, I mean, I immediately fell in love with it. And, you know, after my junior year, I got an internship with SI kids. And then I got another internship with SI kids after my senior year. Um, and I just got really lucky with the timing and, um, a position opened up. It was, you know, for a producer editor role, but it got me in the door. Gotcha. Um, so I was on the editing side for the longest time I mean, for five years at SI, um, about six months at sports on earth which i i think is now officially dead um and then a year and a half at the new york times i was um doing web production and editing and then i decided to move out to denver because my my parents had moved out there and i wanted to be a bit closer to them um and the demo post hired me it was again for an editing job but you know they sent me out to broncos training camp and i remember the first day for me was the day um, they announced Pat Bowlin, their longtime owner, who everybody in Denver pretty much adores, Mm -hmm. um, was stepping down because of Alzheimer's. So I have this history of very weird first days, first weeks on beats. (laughs) So it's your fault. it is. I feel like I've brought the trouble, so apologies. Um, we already
2: had enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. it's been a heck of a, a heck of an offseason for Washington. Um, yeah. So yeah, I um, I did the Broncos beat for six years, four of them with the Denver Post, and the last two for um, the Athletic, and then uh, the Washington Post reached out. Um, they reached out before it got super crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's my that's like my alibi
2: Um, (laughs) you have some emails or something to prove i i do
0: have receipts i have receipts (laughs) um so um i mean the washington post is is, it's been a dream job for me um you know and i i know the team right now is in a bit of disarray to put it politely Mm -hmm. um but it's certainly an interesting time in the franchise's history probably the most Unbelievable time in their history um, yeah, with sure. everything going on at once. Um, let alone like the name change. When I guess so many people never ever thought that would happen under oh. Dan Snyder's leadership. Um, so yeah, here I am. I'm in the middle of I believe Indiana, en in route to <laughs> D.C. <D&D. laughs>
2: okay, okay. So you have you have you been here yet, or you're you're moving here now?
0: I am literally en route.
2: Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, wow. That's cool. I'm glad. I guess, I don't know if we caught you at a, a bad time or a terrible time, but
0: <laughs> I no, guess it'll... it's a lot. I got 1600 miles. So okay. thanks for the call. <laughs>
2: Perfect. Okay. So we can keep you busy. Hopefully this yeah. time will go fast. And I will say in regards to crazy things happening with you join the Broncos did then go on to win a Super Bowl a year later or so. Um. Yes. Well, they were,
0: um... yes, that was, he stepped down right after they got blown out in super bowl 48 and then they went back and won one in super okay. bowl 50 and then they just fell off the cliff
2: Well, so, as long as yeah. as long as we can take the bad if you can commit to bringing a super bowl to washington with you as well <laughs> then we'll forgive everything else
0: i'll see, I'll see what i can do <laughs>
2: So thank you for sharing that background. We I think we just always like to hear background, and it's just cool to hear how people get started in their respective field. I don't I'm interested in that, and I I know Tay is, and maybe no one else is. Maybe it's just us. But thank you for sharing. And so we both have some questions. We're going to uh, hit you with mine. My, um, my second question is kind of, I've just never I've never spoken with the journalist covering a different NFL team, and so my question is, you covering a team that has had success recently, what is it what has your impression been while covering a different team? What has your impression of Washington been while covering a different team? Mm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's it, it's probably similar with, you know, what those who are covering the team mm-hmm. view as. I mean, they've just, they've, you know, since, what, 01, really? They've yeah. been, in my mind, you know, this historic franchise that has just kind of been – Terrible, frankly, over the yeah. you know the last few decades. Yeah, right. And I, you know, I, I grew up a Washington fan. My dad was a diehard. My parents met in D.C., oh, so okay. my Not dad sure. was a diehard Hogs fan. Like he had gotcha. like the pig nose and everything. And yeah, <laughs>
3: um,
0: sure. so yeah. I mean, I I've kind of followed them from afar. Um, you know, when you're on a beat, you feel like you're kind of in your own bubble because. Mm-hmm your whole life is dictated by you know whatever the broncos do anytime they breathe you have to write um but i've I've tried to still follow them from afar and you know at times it's been disheartening just to see them kind of spin their wheels like this but this was the first year with like the hiring of ron rivera where it felt like you know there's there's real hope of possible change just because Mm -hmm. of Rivera and what he's been able to do and trying to you know change the culture yeah. um you know these last couple months have been eye-opening but mm-hmm. you know hopefully you hope that they can all the bad move past it, it. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah well that's that's the hope uh, we have if yes. we have nothing else we we always have hope
0: <laughs> exactly yes uh,
2: and so uh, one one more thing on just your I guess background um just kind of what is the experience like as a journalist because drama is probably great in terms of job security that's stuff to talk about but it's not necessarily fun to talk about but another thing that's great for job security is winning and success and so covering the broncos what is that like covering a team uh, that ends up winning a super bowl that season like how much more fun is that as a journalist covering a team
0: Oh, it's so much more fun because the players actually want to talk to you. Mm, um, you know, and, and to their defense, like, if I had a really bad day at work, I don't want to tell people about right. it afterward, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Um, so I get where they're coming from on a, on a lot of these things. But, yeah, that Super Bowl 50 team was – that was probably the most fun I've ever had in journalism. Um, gotcha. You know, the personalities on that team, too, were were pretty great. I mean, the whole defense, the no-fly zone secondary, I mean, those guys, were freaking hysterical um and they were great with media it was just yeah it was a lot of fun and you know a lot of it was because of their success they had fun too because they were winning um you know and over the last four years or so since struggled um it's been less fun but they've also had you know a pretty messy ownership situation going on so um Mm -hmm. you run into times where yeah you have to cover some things and the team's not gonna like you for it um Yeah. yeah So I'm sure there's going to be much of that here too, um, but that's, that's your job. You got to deal with the good and bad, you know, you have to report on it. So, yeah, yeah,
2: well, hopefully you're coming at a time where, where things will start trending upwards on the field, at least coming at the beginning of something new and at the end of something bad. So. We're wishing you the best, so that your life, <laughs> and your job, can be easier and more exciting. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Tay, go ahead. With uh, I know you have some questions, kind of on that Super Bowl Fifty team as it relates to Washington.
1: Yeah, I was I was looking at uh, your Twitter and uh, seeing that you you it seems like you you like defense. You like talking about defense. I know you had a lot of a lot of your stories were uh, talking about the defense, and uh, I know you talked to Wade Phillips. Um, uh, from that perspective. You see that we have a uh, in Washington, we have a young defense uh, with a pass rusher like Chase Young, and you and you know you covered Von Miller, and uh, and and Denver. I don't know if you watch Chase Young much, but can you kind of elaborate on what you see on that from that Super Bowl defense? And I'm, and although you haven't covered Washington's defense yet, and they haven't been playing yet, are there some similarities that you can kind of see towards both both units or? Something that Yeah, absolutely.
0: Out. Yeah, I the year before Super Bowl Fifty, Jack Del Rio was their defensive coordinator. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was one of Vaughn's statistically one of his best seasons. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, was, I mean, Super Bowl Fifty, he was just like on another level. He's
2: like, um, he won that game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he had, you know, he had a hell of a year in, in Jack Del Rio's system, and mm-hmm. you know, when DeMarcus Ware was in the four three in Dallas, he put up some serious numbers too. Right, so. Yeah. Khalil Mack also played for Jack Del Rio, obviously. So, I mean, yeah. Jack has worked with a ton of great pass stretchers, and he's had really solid defensive lines. I mean, I look at Washington's line. that It's like an all-star team. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. just a bunch of first-rounders. But, you know, with Chase, you see a bunch of similarities. I mean, he's one of those guys that, you know, he doesn't – he didn't even seem like he fit in in college because he was already, you know, tailor-made for the pros you know yeah. Which isn't, mm-hmm. yeah. you know he's just one of those generational type of players which Vaughn was coming mm-hmm. out at A&M and I mean you can I would say he's probably more stronger than Vaughn although Vaughn is starting to look like the Hulk lately um, <laughs> but <laughs> Vaughn, Vaughn has Vaughn can do things that n- no other player can really do just because the way of he's built. Like, he has a bend where he can get almost parallel to the ground. It's freakish to watch. Yeah. And, like, you watch him in practice, and he's trying to show other guys how to do this, and they just can't, I mean, you know? Yeah. I, they just can't do it. <laughs> um, but Chase is, he's so quick and he's so powerful that, I mean, he's going to be, in my mind, I think he could be as disruptive, especially in this defense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to me, the sky's a limit for Chase. I mean, especially when you look at what Jack's gotten out of, you know, pass archers in the past. He's worked with a lot of great ones.
2: Yeah, I think that's what gives us a lot of confidence, too, is not just Chase himself, which is a lot, but the fact that he's coming in with Jack Del Rio, whose resume speaks for itself, and then the fact that he has four other first-round guys playing next to him. <laughs> and right. If there's nothing else – yeah, that definitely. We, you know, I know a lot of people have talked about San Francisco and the comparison. I mean, you—it's proven, I think, if you invest a lot in the offensive and the defensive lines, you'll you'll see the rewards. And so, that'll be exciting to see.
1: And and this is an exciting time for us, Nikki, because uh, for the longest, we've been in a three-four defense and trying yeah. to pigeonhole a, a <laughs> defensive tackle into a nose to a space. It's yeah. just our defensive line was terrible for like the last not not these these past seasons, but. For, for yeah. a good amount of time in 2010 up to 16, uh, before we drafted Jonathan Allen, our D-line was just terrible. So yeah. now we we're, we're finally got something to brag about now. We're building in the trenches. So.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. There's some similarities there, too, with the Broncos. I mean, just over the last four years, really, it's, you know, they've been trying to find Peyton Manning's successor. But the defense hasn't quite been what they – were in the past obviously I mean right. last year injuries they had size issues up front and they had to like reconfigure the you know the linemen and the linebackers just to add more size and I mean you can see it affect like guys like Von Miller when they don't have help on the interior or help on the other side I mean they don't they don't get the numbers they usually do so this is a great situation for Chase.
1: Yeah, it it seems to me that you're you're more so a fan of the defense more so than the offense, just generally speaking.
0: Yeah. I love watching the defense.
1: It, I mean, we're going to get along. We're going to get along perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I think, I mean, watching guys like Tlaib, um I think outside linebackers like the really elite pass stretchers are some of the most incredible athletes I've ever seen because they have they're enormous yet they have this speed and precision and yeah. I love the defense, so.
2: Okay, okay, that's, a, that's so, so would yeah. you call yourself a bit of an expert as a journalist? No,
0: <laughs> no, not by any stretch of the imagination. I got lucky and just got to watch a lot of really good players, and they, I mean, they taught me a lot, too, like, when I got, mm-hmm. when I first started, I'm like, I, I have no idea what I'm watching, really, yeah. I mean, I know football as a fan, but, yeah. you know, once you really have to break it down and explain it, and it's a yeah. lot different, so, definitely, you know, and Akeem, Akeem was great for that. Like Oh, really? He was was aw- like a savant. Like he's when you get him talking football, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Everything he remembers and like how he sees things. So I'd yeah. be
2: curious to uh maybe a year from now speak and see who the players are on this roster that are that that, that person who do speak so eloquently about the defense and and whatnot. I'm going to
1: predict team. I'm going to predict Kendall Fuller.
2: Kendall's a good guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um,
2: and one. so there are a couple of young guys that were on the Broncos as we're kind of, I guess, making some comparisons just based on your experience and then the team you're headed to now. A couple of them, because we talked about Lon Miller, but Bradley Chubb is another young pass rusher who came yeah. out and had, was it 12 sacks his rookie year or something like that?
0: Yeah, he broke their franchises – Rookie sack record, yeah. Record
2: I wasn't I, I wasn't aware of that until recently because I guess this past year was was a bit of a, a slump. Maybe I don't know if he was dealing with injuries, but he didn't hit that yeah. same mark. But uh, yeah, he again. was only
0: um, he tore his ACL in week mm. four. That's I right. think. That's
2: right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then let's talk about the most uh, most important position on the field, which is Drew Locke, and and his story mm-hmm. this past season in some ways is a little similar to Dwayne's. They both started starting games late in the season they both showed some upside and showed that they were rookies and so uh, I guess I don't know how much you saw of Dwayne I don't know mm-hmm. well, I'm sure you saw plenty of Drew Locke but I guess what are your thoughts as you drive to DC to begin covering this team <laughs> what are your thoughts I on? <laughs> I,
0: I feel like Denver might have finally found a quarterback after going through like I think Drew was their seventh starter since Peyton retired. Oh, wow. So, nice. like, Denver fans finally feel like they got their guy. I don't know. I mean, after five starts, I'm not willing to go there. But yeah, they feel like they did. Yeah. And then I up and leave. And, you know, I feel like we're <laughs> kind of in another quarterback battle. But, I mean, I I like watching Dwayne. I think he has a ton of potential. They just got to get him in the right system. And he's going to – I honestly think they're going to need way more talent than they have right now on offense. I mean, mm-hmm. their receiving yeah. core is pretty thin. I'm not sure about those tight ends um, behind Adrian Peterson. There's not real, there's not a whole lot of clarity on the running back. So yeah. I think it's it's going to take some time. And I think what many fans fail to realize is just the learning curve for any rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so much different from, the college game and pretty much every aspect and, and Drew struggled with it too. I mean, he yeah. would say that going on IR was the best thing to happen to him because it allowed him to kind of process
3: everything
0: mm-hmm. that he learned during the summer. And, you know, he could, um, it, it made it easier when he did come back off IR um, and he had those five starts. So um, year two, I would expect, even though they're starting in a new system, I would expect, going to feel just much more comfortable in general mm-hmm. um, just having gone through the tough transition process already
2: yeah and we hope so and there's there's a lot more things settled than there were last year last year was just a crazy year all around yeah. maybe the craziest somehow mm-hmm. there have been crazy years that, that may have been the craziest um, so changing direction yeah. somewhat but obviously still talking about football um, as a so I guess I'm, in terms of the the virus and then the restrictions that are being set into place and whatnot uh, do you have clarity on what your level of access will be going into training camp and games and then also just your thoughts on the potential of having an NFL season with this virus uh, this pandemic going around yeah
0: um, well I know I know sort of what it's going to be like in training camp um you know all interviews are going to be done by zoom um and media members can watch practice from like way far out there will be no in-person interviews with anybody that coaches um certainly no players no they're not making players available for in-person stuff with any team um Mm -hmm. each team is kind of is handling their coaches a little bit differently depending on you know media are separated into tiers and a certain tier is allowed some in-person access, but it depends on the team and whether they want to make the coach available. Um, But for Washington, everything's going to be all virtual. Um, As far as games, we still have no idea. I mean, it looks like preseason is probably gone, um, but, you know, every stadium is different in terms of the size of their press box and whether they can accommodate as many media um, as most games have. and still maintain social distancing. So it's going to be, I mean, I feel like everybody's winging. I feel like the league, every team right now is still winging it. They're not sure. Um, So it's going to be interesting. I feel like, um, you know, training camp is kind of a test run for them. If all goes well, then, you know, then they can really figure out how they want to handle travel and, um, and the rest of the season. It's just so much in my mind, it feels so much different for football because it's a, contact sport you can't get around the fact that these guys are tackling each other you know you're not standing like 100 feet away in the you know center field you know yeah yeah. so there's only (laughs) so much you can do to protect those guys um but as far as fans i would expect minimal or no fans Mm -hmm. at games that would
2: be so
0: interesting yeah it's i yeah, I I've, I've seen other leagues do the crowd noise thing and I'm just not feeling it. I got to <laughs> tell you, I don't like it.
2: If uh if there are no fans, then the whole stadium could be the press box. You guys could just sit in the stand and <laughs> there you get go. a megaphone and you could be the crowd noise.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, the winner would be pretty brutal to try to type out a game while your fingers are numb, but yeah, I mean it's an option, I suppose. Yeah
2: it'll definitely be interesting to see i i mean obviously the virus has affected pretty much every workforce and job but i was curious about that and, mm-hmm. um so let's talk about the big story which uh, well i guess one of the two big stories the name changing we've right. done really well i don't think any of us have said the redskins i think we've all said washington which is pretty yeah. impressive yeah. so um Okay, so my first question for you is, just what uh, what name do you personally like the best that you've heard or suggestion that you've seen?
0: Mm. I don't like any of them to be honest. <laughs> it sounds oh, like so such well.
2: a mess. No, well,
0: fair. I like the Warriors, but it, Washington okay. Warriors. I mean, it sounds like an NBA team to me. It does. So. It does. Um, it sure does. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, Red Bulls doesn't. Uh, I guess are okay. I mean, you can keep the R. <laughs> <laughs> it's The logo and everything. Yeah, but I don't know. I yeah, I don't. I don't know.
2: How do you think the organization has done with how they went about it?
0: Mm, you're gonna get me in trouble with the team before I even make See it there. Um, if you can't, uh, answer,
2: that's fine.
0: <laughs> no, I mean I think it's you know not great. Obviously, um, you know I, I feel like the name should have been changed years ago. Um, yep. And it, it it's happening now, you know, largely because the sponsors got involved. Um, yeah. But that's, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's how most things get done in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you got to affect the bottom line or litigation yep. has to be involved for anything to change. Um, and that's where we're at with this. Um, so, I mean, the good news is, yeah, they are changing it, but, you know, it's, I never got the sense that they really, that. You know, Dan Snyder was really all for changing it. Um, yeah. Just kind of, the pressure got too great.
2: Yeah, and, and the letter was, I mean, the, the press release was a little bit telling and that sponsors was, was put first and in front of yeah. fans and community. And so, but I mean, we're used to that sort of thing around here. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it is what it is. I mean, um, but we don't want to get you in trouble <laughs> with the team before, you know, you don't, I don't want you to get a call telling you to turn Ooh. around and <laughs> Back to Denver. <laughs> so, uh, what was my next question? I had it in my head. Yeah, oh, like, my goodness.
0: It's their reality.
2: Oh, okay. So, coming into this team and just whatever amount of overview you've looked, you've done, the amount of time you've spent looking at it, which may not have been too much because I, I, I know your last story for Denver wasn't even that long ago, right? So, but what do you think fans – reasonable expectations going into this season should be there's a lot of youth on the roster Mm -hmm. the coaching staff is more experienced and has more credentials than previous ones have and the front office seems to be the on the on the team side at least working together well around Rivera, kyle smith and so Mm -hmm. hoping that that'll trickle down to the field but realizing that this team was three and 13 last year and a mess what should fans look to as reasonable expectations uh, you know because you know Super Bowl is not a reasonable expectation so what what should we be looking at where we're looking back on the 2020 season and we can say that was successful even though we didn't win the Super Bowl
0: I mean I think any sort of market improvement would be success but in terms of a record I mean I I would imagine most fans are not gonna like hearing this but Mm -hmm. I mean if they can hit 500 I think you know that's a that's a reasonable change i mean they still have they're so thin on offense right yeah. now um their secondary has questions i mean they got a great d-line but I, that d-line can't carry the team you know yeah. um yeah. i think you know the reasonable expectation should be continued improvement from D- dwayne haskins to show that he is the guy i mean because i mean i learned this pretty quickly in denver if you don't have a quarterback you're not going to go anywhere um yeah. That's that's the league, you know. So I mean, that would be the the biggest thing in my mind is that, is to see that you know development that's necessary from Blaine Haskins and then kind of fill out the rest. I mean, I mean the team needs a lot of work on the field, off the field. Um, so I think expecting any sort of massive change overnight is completely unrealistic. Now they could they could totally surprise, of course, but. Yeah. Um, You know, if it's a full season, 8-8 and would be, I think, would be a success in my mind um, just because of where they started.
2: I agree. And I know personally, I can only speak for myself, but if if this team finished 8-8 and this year, I I would not be upset. The very last – so I wanted to say this, Nikki. uh, I I realized this yesterday. Say that, um, Nikki, you are our first female guest on this show. And so Mm -hmm. thank you for joining us and and for for being that for us. And so – The reality is, you know, in regards to the Washington Post article that was released last week, that we as men can say whatever we can say, and that we are happy that the women spoke out and and that they should have never had to experience that, but uh, we can only relate so much. And so I guess I wanted to just hear you speak on that from the perspective of a female and just... I don't know, I guess just your thoughts in the article and the culture and, and how hopefully things will change going forward with Julie Donaldson, who was hired yesterday and was appeared to have given a lot of power in the organization. Hopefully she can affect real change, but just wanted to hear your thoughts. Also considering that, um, that is now your, your, I guess, employer, the Washington post.
0: Yeah, no, it was was hard to read, no doubt. Um, and sadly it's not unique to Washington. I mean, having, um, you know, 15 former employees who are women speak out. I mean, that's significant. The number alone is significant. Plus, you got two beat writers, um, yep. one of whom I've I worked pretty closely with, and Walker, yeah, at The okay. Athletic. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to read, um, but it, it does, unfortunately, happen at every franchise. I mean, I've <clears throat> dealt with it myself, um, mm-hmm. and it's just it's um, it's unfortunate to me because I, I always want to just be able to do my job. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's some things that you inherently can't always do as easily as your male counterparts. Like mm-hmm. um, asking for a guy's phone number. You always worry, is this going to come off the wrong way? Um, I don't, I don't think my male colleagues think twice about it. Or, you know, can I ask a coach to meet me for coffee in the off season just to catch up, just to get to know him a little bit better? You're going to get the wrong impression. What others get the wrong, I have to think about, I decide not to, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in that way, my, access is somewhat limited I get asked all the time you know was it like being in locker room well you know it's it's, it's my job I don't view it as anything else you know yeah. um, so it's yeah it's, it's there are aspects of being um, a female sports reporter that are difficult there are also aspects that I think are incredibly advantageous I mean I think a lot of players are more willing to talk to me about certain things than maybe they would, you know, some of the the male writers. Um, I feel like I see things from a different perspective, and it helps me get new story ideas. So um, there's good and bad, obviously, but that story in particular was disheartening just because of where we are. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's 2020, and, you know, I feel like we're still dealing with the things that, you know, from racism, sexism, um, you know, misogynistic behaviors, sexual harassment, it's just, you know, you, you start to feel like, you know, why, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but you do hope that that this is kind of that breaking point where it really does start to, affect real change. And I think Julie Donaldson is a magnificent hire. I mean, she's mm-hmm. incredibly talented and um, in giving her that control to oversee the media and content and um, making her, I believe, the highest ranking um, female employee within the organization. And that's huge. Yeah. Um, and we've seen that already with some of, you know, Ron Rivera's other hires like Jennifer King. I think that's yeah. huge. Yeah. You know, these aren't just Um, figurehead hirings like these women they they play serious roles within the organization and they were hired on merit not because Mm -hmm. you know we're trying to fill a quota you know so um yeah I mean you wish those things didn't happen but hopefully they can move forward and you know yeah and uh, build something new
2: I agree and I think it's 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 terrible that it happened, but it's good that it was made public. And if there's anything else going on, it needs to be said. But I, I just hope that's the case, and and that you don't have experiences like that as well. And so, thank you for speaking to that. Um,
0: yeah, that was, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I felt that 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 was important to to have to say. Ju- that.
1: I think the Jets came out with something today as well. So
2: yeah, that that was so. there was a lot in that. Yeah. And so and, and, and if there's anything that's going on on any of these teams, and it it, it all just needs to. You know, it needs to just happen. It needs to come out and, and, and it needs to be handled. And so, but I, like I said, us being men, we can't, we can't speak to it the same way that you'd be able to. And so I, that's why I wanted, since we were having you on, which it just happened to work out that way with the timing. So thank you for speaking to that.
0: Sure.
2: That is everything we have now. Um, and so thank you again for your time. Uh, we hope that you have a safe drive the rest of the way and uh we'll we'll, by the time you we'll have released this episode a few days probably after you made it to dc but (laughs) we hope you make it safely and uh that you have a good time covering this team hopefully better days are ahead
0: thank you i appreciate you guys having me talk to you guys later talk to you later Bye.